Welcome in. It is another edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview, the college basketball edition. I'm AJ Hoffman, joined as I always am by Griffin Warner. Hello, Griffin. How are we doing today, man? I'm doing fine. Uh, pre-game record's been great. Unfortunately, the record on this podcast has not been awesome. Wanted to touch on that as we uh, start this podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm we're only going the up direction from here. The, the good news is on the season, we're 500 on this podcast. We're doing okay, like uh, on best bets. Uh, so uh, as long as when I as long as when I lose one, you make sure you win that week. We'll we'll be okay. Uh, but you're right, we are killing it uh, for our clients there at pregame. I'm 11 and three on the season, uh, plus 13 and a half units so far. So that's 78, 79 percent. Uh, Griffin is seven and three. Uh, so combined, we're sitting at 75% on the season, 18 and six between the two of us. So it's been a good season uh, there. And hopefully we, uh, we, we get, get that going for you on the podcast picks and, you know, make, make the, make everybody happy around here. That's all we're looking for. I, I always tell you, I want you, you to have win. a big lead right now. And I'm trying to catch up. As I always say, I look at us as a team. I want, I want you to win as much as I want to win. Cause eventually I'm going to have a cold streak. It happens every year. And uh, I'll need you to carry the load uh, during that time. So yours just happens to be at the beginning of the season. It's all good. Um, maybe all the better reason to get in now. Um, all right, let's get into the slate for this this weekend. Uh, most of the games, the good games anyway, look like they're on Friday. There are a couple games at Madison Square Garden on Sunday. Some games it, that I'm sure when they scheduled those what two years ago they probably thought "Ooh, uconn indiana and texas Ooh. louisville these will be really good matchups and it turns out Ooh. that uh louisville's terrible and indiana's not very good so there, there's gonna be some um there's gonna be some big spreads at madison square garden and i i think you'll be surprised at the number i project for that uconn indiana game um yikes so okay. it, it's wait. <laughs> it'll be interesting, but there's some games in the Bahamas. There's some games out here in Vegas. Uh, and one of those games out here in Vegas is going to be St. Mary's and San Diego state. Right now we're looking at St. Mary's minus a point and a half. This opened actually as San Diego state minus a point and a half. Uh, so we flipped favorites here and I, I guess I understand why I think people were looking at this as a bounce back spot for St. Mary's. They melted in the last 10 minutes of the game against Weber state. They lost that game outright as 15 and a half point favorites. St. Mary's is certainly better than that, but I don't know that they're going to be a particularly great offensive team this season. And I do think the Aztecs are going to be tougher to go up against than Weber state. They bring back most of what they took to the Final Four last year, minus Nathan Minsa, um, but it's still a pretty good returning group. The San Diego State loss this season came to BYU. That feels a little more explainable, and I, I think I generally trust their roster a little bit more. I do think it's a good spot for St. Mary's, and I think these teams are close, but I, I think San Diego State's just a notch ahead talent-wise. So the fact that like if, if this were still San Diego State Minus one and a half. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd feel like that's about right. I think San Diego State with a plus by their name is the only way I'd look here. Yeah, I'm as I think a lot of people that listen to our podcasts will see that we're uh, in cahoots pretty often. Um, I really like the San Diego State team. Uh, yes, they did lose a fair amount 
Keisha Johnson left for uh, Arizona, which is a big loss for them. But honestly, I was really impressed by their performance at BYU, despite the nine point loss. Uh, I felt like if, uh, I mean, it's one of those things with college basketball where when you go on the road, you can't expect to get foul calls uh, on the interior. And unfortunately, I think that San Diego State was a huge, they were at a huge disadvantage in Provo against a really tough crowd uh, that really swung the the game, I think, really with officiating. Um, Keyshad's gone and they've lost a little bit more, but I think Jaden Lede is honestly one of the most like talented uh, big men in the country right now uh, was literally getting rebounds and bringing the ball up the court, like the point forward that we've seen before, which I think is so difficult to defend in all of college basketball. Um, and San Diego State to me are are the program that literally just keeps rebuilding. No matter what they lose, they still are going to come back the next year just as good or maybe even better than they were before, as we saw when they ran to the uh, national championship last year. Um, I'm really interested in them. I, I feel like it's a really great matchup for San Diego State, especially because St. Mary's, as you mentioned, doesn't have that great offense. Um, and ultimately, St. Mary's, I think, are going to be a team that is supposed to take leads and hold on to them. And as we saw in their last matchup against Weber State, they weren't able to do that. Um, I, I think San Diego State's the only way I could lean in this one. And the move to an underdog, I feel like, is an easy one when you cross zero. It's not that big of a difference. I mean, yeah, it's not a huge, huge difference. It, it's not the same as like an NFL type of spread. I, I feel like where there's so much more money into it. Um, and I'm less hesitant to be against the market here. So I, I like San Diego State get them, getting that one and a half. Yeah, I think St. Mary's relies a lot on turning over opponents and. Darion Trammell, Lamont Butler, Reese Waters. Like, this is an experienced backcourt. They're not going to be stupid with the ball. Um, I, I just think, I, I think it, from a matchup standpoint, like I said, the spot I get, it, it's probably a good spot coming off a really disappointing loss. But I, I, I do think the, uh, the, the better team here is San Diego State. So it looks like we agree on that. And along those lines, uh, I feel like SCSU is always going to bring fans all across California and especially oh, sure. Las Vegas. So that's going to be a huge thing that probably isn't reflected in that line. All right. Let's, uh, well, I went to the WCC championship uh, last season here in Las Vegas. And I would say it was like 90% Gonzaga fans. Like St. Mary's was barely, barely represented. I doubt there's a, a big contingent here. Uh, all right. Florida State plus seven and a half on Friday at Florida. Boy, I remember when these were like big games. And now it's, well, first of all, it, these games have gone basically to all, all offense, defense optional kind of matchups. Um, both these teams play really fast. That totals here is 161 and a half. And I saw that number. I was like, man, that's a big number. But I was like, feels like that'll go over. Um, just because there's there's no one on Florida State's roster that has anything for Riley Kugel. The, the new additions have looked pretty good for the Gators. Uh, Tyree Samuel, Micah Hangloton, um, Walter Clayton. They've all been solid. Although I, I, I don't think there is a Castleton replacement, which is what they were looking for, someone to like key their offense around. He, that's certainly not one of those guys. For Florida State, the offense is is pretty fairly balanced. Um, they there's no like one guy that you've got a key on. They they've got four or five guys that can score the ball pretty well. Um, but I I think what they're missing is the toughness that the prior Hamilton teams had. Like it always felt like they were the bullies. And they were just, they were physical. They were dominant on the boards. 
And that's gone away the last few years. And I think you've seen Florida State's program consistency go where it's gone. And as they took away those guys, like you took away those just kind of brute guys, this team's just not the same team. And honestly, I mean, the, the, the Gators are better on the glass at this point. They're the better rebounding team. I'd argue they're the tougher squad. Uh, the number's pretty wide, so I doubt I'm involved, but I, I lean to Todd Golden's squad. They, they've, won the, they've won the last two in this series. That's the way I'd lean. I just Florida State, to me, is no longer like a, a quality program, or at least not right now. So, uh, I, And not that Florida's any great shakes, but I could if, if I was looking at two teams where they are this even, but I could see a number of seven and a half getting covered, it's this game because I do think there's going to be a ton of points. Well, I, I feel like to your point, uh, Leonard Hamilton used to really make his money off of the transfer portal before the portal actually existed. And I feel like everyone being able to kind of leave whenever they wanted the laissez-faire style that exists now, uh, I think it's really impacted the Florida State Seminoles probably more than most other programs. I mean, maybe Iowa State in the Hoiberg days would have been the same type of impact, but uh, with him at Nebraska, it's not the same type of influence. Um Unfortunately, I feel like Florida State, I mean, they're, they're, they've got two really easy wins on their roster or on their uh, resume so far with Kennesaw State and Central Michigan. They played 15 players more than 5% of minutes. So, like, uh, not a huge surprise that Leonard Hamilton's going deep into benches. But um, unfortunately, you need their, your best players to be uh, good players at this point. And I don't know how many good, talented players are on that Florida State roster. Um, I actually was kind of expecting that maybe Leonard Hamilton would step down at the uh, and, and retire, but maybe he's just going to coach until um, coach someone they makes fire, for him. Checks, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't blame him at all. But um, from I just looking at the talent in the roster, I feel like we're nowhere near where Florida State used to be, and which is disappointing because I feel like they were such a great team to back as an underdog in the ACC going back many many years and back to the Tony Douglas area era. But uh, unfortunately, I don't really know what to do with them at this point. Uh, I think they're really a team I want to play against and uh, can't really do that, as you mentioned, with a pretty big spread at Florida uh, in a pretty big rivalry game that seems to matter on the hardwood. And, you know, to me, I, I feel like I'm Florida uh, all the way on this one. More agreement. And by the way, we don't talk about these games before we uh, before we go over them. It's so all it's, all, it's all happening on the fly. I, I we do like I I throw out the games that I want to discuss. Griffin throws me a number that he thinks it's going to be. I have my numbers that I think it's going to be. Some of them are bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's we're projecting numbers like it's hard to do sometimes. But um, all right, let's get to the Connecticut and Indiana game. That is going to be on Sunday in Madison Square Garden. UConn has the nation's longest winning streak at nine games, going back to last year. All nine of those games, they have won by double digits. I'm projecting UConn minus 10 against Indiana here on a neutral. Um, And this Indiana team is, I mean, they've been been solid so far uh, this season. They are, but they're, they, Ken Palm didn't think much of them to start the season. They're at, they were at 65. Um, they played a, a they, they've played three, uh, two, two decent mid-majors, Florida Gulf Coast and Wright State, and then they played Army. But the results were about the same in all of them. They were all six to nine point wins. 
Uh, they didn't really run away from anybody. There's no, I don't think there's any reason to think like they're, you know, some sort of beast of a team. They don't, they don't have shooters. They don't have Trace Jackson Davis anymore. It's a, it's a new looking team, but they are gigantic. And they are one of the only teams in the country um, that you can put up like they'll when they get off the bus, they look like UConn getting off the bus because UConn is also gigantic. The difference is I know that Donovan Klingon is a player. I know that Caravan is a player. Like these guys are legit. I don't know about the guys for Indiana. I don't. I, I mean, I I know none of them are Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but I I the these giant guys like it's so rare that the Giants are actually serviceable players and UConn has two of them I feel good about that and I'm going up against a team that's so reliant on physicality and size in this Indiana team 10 points on a neutral is a lot uh I don't know if it's a neutral for for UConn I'm sure there's going to be more UConn fans than Indiana fans in in New York City um but I I I lean even at that big number I would lean to UConn I'm not uh I'm not a huge fan of this roster for Indiana at least so far what do you think yeah uh from my time in New York City every time I went to a game that had usually a Jimmy V classic or something that had two games in the same day uh, I learned very quickly not to start any sort of conversation or anything like that with a UConn fan because it might end in fisticuffs. And honestly, most of the time it was a UConn fan. If they couldn't find a fight with a fan base, I, I remember an NC state and UConn battle going like 10 rounds. It felt like, but, uh, and usually if a UConn fan can't find a, a an opposing fan base, uh, to, to fight with, they'll usually fight another UConn fan. Love so, it. uh, it's like one of those things and easy train ride, you can crush beers on the way down. Don't have to worry about driving or something like that. Um, uh, unfortunately, I feel like the fan base and the team are kind of on the same level. Uh, they <laughs> are going to really, I think, give a really tough game to Indiana. And Indiana, I think IU fans usually travel really well, but I think they'll be dwarfed by the UConn support here. And that's usually something I'd want to look at, especially when getting 10 points on a neutral court. Um, my biggest question, though, is is Mike Woodson at this level? Yes, he's he's proven it at the NBA level, but unfortunately, it's a different game in college. And uh, I think UConn are rolling, and they're a really tough team. I, as Dan Hurley once said, "You better get us now because uh, you're not going to get us later." And unfortunately, I, I don't know that Indiana is built to do that. I, I think this might be one of those losses they take that looks really ugly in a neutral site uh, type. Uh, situation and and maybe that gives us some value for Indiana bets going forward but uh, I, I don't think they're gonna be very competitive here so even getting 10 I'm not sure that's enough for me this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. how's your social battery right now AJ I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin you know especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for well do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally everybody's different in this way that was a big driver for me when i was in therapy 
I got a lot out of it. And it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be. And it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot to play this team and... The only big neutral floor game that they played, like in the uh, you know the pre-conference season last year, was against Arizona, and that was here in Las Vegas. And Arizona just housed them. And you know, I, I, Arizona at the time looked like they were a national championship contender, um, and it, they made they made Indiana just look foolish. Uh, so it, it for take it for what it's worth. Again, a lot different looking roster this year for Indiana, but I would say it's a lot different and not in a positive way. So um, that that's the way I look at it as well. All right, let's get to best bets. Before we do, though, why don't you tell the people how they can save some money at pregame.com? Yeah, so make sure you you go on there, support the College Basketball Podcast. Uh, use the promo code SHOT15, good for $15 off for all listeners of this College Basketball Podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So we're probably going to put this out on Friday the 17th. So you got till the 24th. Uh, but don't miss the early next week action for Maui Invitational and, of course, other basketball games until we get into that Thanksgiving break. So use promo code SHOT15. You get AJ and myself a little bit of credit, make uh, make. Give us a good reason to keep recording these things. So use the promo code SHOT15, good for $15 off. Um, I, I meant to ask you, did you end up getting down on the uh, the Marquette and uh, Illinois game? Uh, I did not. I watched it, though. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, I, I wanted to bet it, and then they were like, well, I don't know if Tyler Kolick's playing. Don't know if Tyler Kolick's playing, and I just kept kept hearing he's not going to play. Finally, I was like, oh, and then I, I forgot the start time, and it started, and not only did he play, he was fantastic. Great. And I, this is a, a precursor. Be ready to talk about Marquette and UCLA uh, for for Sunday night into Monday's show. Because uh, is that a tease I, in this business? I'm not sure that that is a tease. Uh, all right, I am going to go back to batting leadoff. 
um, because we tried to switch it up and it didn't work. So we're going to try and switch it up again. Do it, we'll baby. see if it works. Come on, come on. Uh, I'm going to go with a total here. I'm going to go Miami and Georgia. They play on Friday. I'm going to go over 155 and a half. And Miami is a team I'm going to look at overs un- until they buck me off. They are extremely efficient on offense. They are fifth in effective field goal percentage. They are hitting 50% from three on the short season, which obviously that's not going to last, but they shot nearly 40% from three in the in the conference season last year. Uh, they're an excellent shooting team. They've got a ton of guards, obviously. Add in that they are top five in offensive possession length, and they don't care all that much about defense. That over is always going to be a look for me. Now, for Georgia, they're nothing great offensively. But they put up 80 points against Wake Forest last week, and they they found some success in transition. They found some success shooting the ball. They were a really bad shooting team last year, but they added Noah Thomason from Niagara. He's a very good shooter. They added Blue Kane. I say added freshman uh, named Blue Kane. So far, has been at minimum a a capable and willing shooter. They'll have to shoot because going inside against Miami's tough. Um, you know, they, they've got a tree down low and it's hard to get around him. He's the only guy who really cares about defense. But Miami's been over 160 in all three games this year. And Georgia's just as good as the offenses they've seen. And one thing I like is Mike White talked in the offseason about wanting to go faster. They've shaved three points per per possession off their average offensive possession this season which is a massive jump in one season so now you've got two teams that go pretty fast uh so i i think this leads to an over i'm I'm gonna go over 155 and a half miami georgia for my best bet and to that point georgia's a lot more talented very good chances this is a close game and there's fouls at the end which is Honestly, the gold mine to college basketball overs is when there are fouls at the end. No, no time off the clock. Usually one out of a two or two out of two from the free throw line. For my best bet. The only thing ahead. better is overtime. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that close, but I mean, I'd take it though. <laughs> I think we can only dream. Uh, for my best bet, uh, it's been struggling so far this year, but uh, we're going to try to get back on the, on the right track. Uh, I'm going to go with Maryland getting six and a half on the road at Villanova. Uh, Villanova to me is a team that used to be incredible juggernaut under Jay Wright. Unfortunately, I don't believe in Kyle Neptune and I'm just not sure he wins games going away. And unfortunately, I feel like the talent level is not that different uh, between Maryland and Villanova. Yes, home court matters here, but ultimately I think Maryland responds to pretty Two decent performances, but losses ultimately on neutral sites. Um, I love Kevin Willard. I feel like he knows what he's doing in this world, and I feel like he's a, a great underdog and one that will keep this game between the number. I'm sorry it's not been a great start to anyone that's been listening and following our plays this year, uh, but I feel a good one coming around, turning around, trying to match that pregame 7-3, and three, 70% start to the season. Yeah, th- these teams have both kind of disappointed this season. Um, Maryland obviously took a, a huge step year one under Kevin Willard from Manning. But this year they already lost to UAB and Davidson, which, which they're not terrible losses, but I guess I just kind of expected more for a team that brought back a lot of starts from last year. And then Villanova, like they suckered voters into ranking them again and promptly lost outright to Penn. I didn't believe in that. I didn't believe they were a top 25 team. I, I like, I'm not going to believe they're a top 25 team again. I, I don't think Kyle Neptune's the answer. Um, 
but I will give him credit. He finally kind of figured out the transfer portal thing. They brought in TJ Bamba from Wazoo. They brought in Tyler Burton from Richmond. Those were nice additions, but they're, they were so weak last year that I'm in no rush to change my opinion on them. And these are two teams who play at basically some like bottom 10 pace in the country. So I'm catching almost a touchdown with Maryland. I, I think you're on the right side here, particularly with a, a solid defensive team in Maryland. Not a great offensive team, but a solid defensive team. And when you're playing these slow, grimy games, I, I'll take the I'll take the defense and uh, and hope that it's enough. So uh, I, I think you've got yourself a winner here, Griffin. I feel good about let's, it. Let's hope. Hard to separate in a low possession game and uh, both of Maryland's losses so far this year by only three points. So let's hope that if they do lose this game, it's uh, it's by that same margin. And Maryland hasn't lost to an Ivy League school yet, so that's a pretty uh, pretty good thing. <laughs> huge, huge. All right, <laughs> that's going to do it for this weekend's edition of the college basketball edition of R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Uh, give us give us a, a rating. Go on. This is going to be on the Straight Out of Vegas feed, Straight Out of Vegas AM. Give us a five-star rating if you don't mind. That always helps us. And tell your friends about us. Say, hey, here's where I'm getting my college basketball information. And like we said, use those uh, promo codes. It doesn't have to be for Griffin or myself. Anything you like at pregame.com. Use that promo code, though, and they say, oh, people are listening to that hoops podcast that's always a good thing for us shot 15 Griffin, baby shot 15 get it get it in there good luck this weekend man hopefully uh we keep finding winners and uh i will talk to you on sunday night to preview next week's games